South Africa felt it for the first time what it's like when the church is silent look at the mess when leaders aren't in position and the church not creating the moral high ground for the people to travel on now you got police running around and picking up people's goods stolen goods the church is vital what they got in this nation was a taste when the church is no longer here when we leave you had a taste you have that is not even anything of what it's going to be like you think of lawlessness abounding now the time the church is out of this place you will find wickedness on a level you have not seen before you need to ask yourself are you ready because he's coming back he is coming back i am telling you there's enough credibility and his history and all that that he's shown us on ascension he says the same way you see him ascend he's coming again i want to say that to somebody he's coming back don't you believe the lie that this world is a safe place for you there is nothing in this world that's providing for your safety for your protection for your healing for your deliverance nothing in this world not one thing in this world you need the church the church don't need you you need the church it's time for us to come back and with that announcement i'm letting you know that next week sunday with the thousands of other churches across south africa we are opening up this church to 50 percent to all my leaders deal with it i made the announcement and it's set we made a decision when you're going in a certain direction i'm standing for a cause i'm standing for your children's children that one day they will have their freedoms and not be bound by an underground church hiding fearful anxious let us know how that hiding for you has worked out we're in a real fight and the answer to this fallen broken world is the church it's time for the church to take a stand grow a spine we will have social distancing we will have sanitation we will make sure that the place is prepared properly but I am telling you today that sitting at home and hiding is not working my heart is broken over Andre that passed away this week really affected me in a way that God we fasted and prayed specifically for him and for the he came out of a coma and God was raising him up and everything was I I don't know what happened in my mind it was done 
But I can't go and create another theology and, or some crazy theology because of something that never worked out according to my prayers. Are you with me, church? Let me get into my message. There's plenty going on. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody online. We love you. God bless you. Welcome to the best church in the world. And welcome to the kingdom of God. Please, wherever you're viewing from, welcome. We love you. God bless you. Please, won't you just type, tap, uh, tag in there. Tag somebody. Let them know that you're online. But also, let us know where you're viewing from. It'll be great to know as we connect with this. And so, everybody is in a fight concerning their belief systems. Father, thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for the anointing to make a difference. We're standing in this place, my God, as believers. I give you praise and I give you glory. Your word is precious to us. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Our prayers are with you, Danae, Chantel, Zion, the family. Um, I love the scripture when Jesus said, all that you've given me, Lord, we've lost none except the son of perdition. I believe that's how it should be in every church, that we should lose none. And this is a high price to pray for either ignorance or, or neglect or a lack of persistence. Because I know it's not God's will that anybody dies young. You are quiet this morning. It is not God's will that you leave before your time. So don't let us change the scriptures because our prayers and our faith never worked. Because God is right and man needs to change. So I'm questioning a whole bunch of things this morning for my life and the ministry because I believe in the word. If God says he's your deliverer, then he is. It's not just songs that we sing. I believe it's a life that we live. And if a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, and it will not come near you, I believe that. Are there any believers around you? Are you supposed to believe this morning what the scriptures say about you? Do you believe in angels? Do you believe that there's a heaven? Do you believe that there's a hell? Do you believe that you're supposed to live the life of John 10, 10? That he's come to give you life in life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Do you believe that God knew about COVID and he provided protection for us? Did you know that God saw 2021 and he made sure that he can provide for you, take care of you, heal you, deliver you, take care of your children, take care of your family? Come on, somebody. Are there any believers in this environment? Please hear me. Good people don't go to heaven. Unbelievers Unbel do. So the same way bad people don't go to hell. An unbeliever goes to hell. The difference is between who believe, what you believe. The title of my sermon this morning is, With the Heart Man Believes, Romans 10 and 10. I'm in a new series, and it's called, This Message of the Kingdom. 
And what we've done in the last couple of, last week when we started it, we started to understand that this kingdom is eternal. It is a, it's a supernatural place. It's a spiritual place. There is no physical building that shows you this is where the kingdom is, where the king is seated until Jesus returns, where he sets up his throne in Jerusalem. What Jesus offered them was a spiritual reality, a spiritual place that he came to set up. So that kingdom is a real place. What we discovered is when you accept this message, the end of craziness in someone's life happens. It, the end of poverty, the end of loneliness, the end of confusion, the end of uncertainty, the end of the devil beating you over, it's the end. Because that's what the scripture says. And we've watched this. When we've accepted this message, Operating like somebody who's a renter your whole life. It's over. Because you come into a place of ownership. Because the earth is your father's. The earth is the Lord's. Come on somebody. The world and those who dwell in it. Everything belongs to your father. So the, the fight is not for the earth. Not an earthly thing. These are things that must be added. When the kingdom is first. He put a spiritual reality inside of us. And... If you don't understand that, you will never function out of this kingdom. It's a spiritual place. That's the reason why people would love to go back to the Garden of Eden if they could find it. So Jesus in his wisdom downloads the kingdom into the heart of a man. He's not looking to get, make sure that there's more lands for you. He wants space, the land inside of you that's why he gives you a new heart he puts something it changes something inside of you romans 10 10 for with the heart one believes that's a law that everybody believes something and when you're hitting moments like this week that was so challenging it affects what you believe. It affects, or it wants to bring a doubt and a fear inside of you. Let me know that everything is good at the back. Good. Every man believes something. It's not our skin color, our nationality, financial status, or even our family history that separates us but rather our belief systems. It's your belief system. A belief system will set you up for success or for failure. It will disenfranchise you or empower you. Please type this out. What you believe truly, truly matters. Because right believing leads to right living. If you get your philosophy wrong, if you get your idea of life wrong, your life turns out wrong. And the fight for your belief system, you must know how important the soul is to God. How important the soul is if both God and the devil is fighting for it. They're fighting to control you, control what you think, bring in fear, drive you in a certain direction. Are you thinking, church? Are you thinking about what you're thinking about? Are you thinking before, you, before you're trying to build your life? 
Because if you get the idea wrong, your life turns out wrong. You feel that the power is in, you know, the devil's more powerful and the power's with pastors and everybody else, yet you're the righteousness of God. And you have the ability to pray and to come against work of wickedness against, of the devil in your own life. He's given you power and authority. And the most people is that they think the power is somewhere else. But Jesus and God in his wisdom dropped the whole kingdom inside of you. Now that's a mystery. And that's very powerful to understand because it means my days of broke are over. The days of being, me being intimidated are over. My low self-esteem breaks. The condemnation goes. Life comes to me because of a message. I don't know what frame you were handed down from your family, but I'm telling you, this kingdom message is so rare. Matthew chapter 25, 24 verse 3, please. Now he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, are you a disciple? You're not sure? Disciples have private conversations. Someone's going to hear that. I'm speaking to the crowd. But disciples have private conversations. It's okay to ask Jesus why this one never worked. Because according to your kingdom, I prayed and I fasted. Tell me why this thing happened. Because it's affecting my belief system. Not that it changes God, but it's the enemy wants to use it as a moment to affect me and my belief moving forward. So change your belief system that healing is not for you. Change your belief system that communion doesn't work. Change your belief system that fasting doesn't work. Change your belief system that that's giving tithes and offerings don't work. He's looking to change people's belief system. Are you hearing me, child of God? That's his intention. But when things are not going right, remember there was a young boy that actually the, the disciples couldn't cast out the demon. And Jesus called him, he says, this is your unbelief. The father says, I want the demon out. Jesus says, your problem is unbelief. There's something wrong with your belief system is what he was saying to them. So Jesus, when you, the disciples went privately to ask him, tell us why we couldn't cast out this demon. It's okay to ask Jesus privately. I hear you preaching, Pastor Max. But the truth is that I'm not Jesus. Why didn't you ask him? If you're a disciple, you got a blood-bought right to have him answer you. It might not be like what you want to hear, but I am telling you, I asked the Lord this week about Andre's life. I fasted and I prayed, man. I believe that when I pray, something happens. Tell me where this thing went wrong. Because it should work. You can't come now after the fact and say, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It's not the will of God for anybody to die young. Are you hearing me today? Don't you accept that stuff in your environment. You're going to question it. And that's the reason why the enemy is after your heart. That your belief begins to waver. Now as I sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when Will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? You can ask him questions. Ask him about anything. The jabs. Ask him, is this him? Ask him, what is this, what's the intention? 
You were a disciple of Jesus. Why don't you have a private relationship and a conversation with him before you hop into anything? From relationships to direction to whatever you want to do, ask him. Jesus answered, and he will answer you. He said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. You've come into the season where there's deception everywhere. And you can't even tell what is the truth and the lie anymore. Because people that believed and sang so strong, and I believe this, I believe this, and sing it, and, and switch completely. Where do you stand in times like this? Where do you stand? For many will come in my name, saying I'm the Christ and will deceive many. Many will deceive many. And you will have wars, rumors of wars, see that no one, that you're not troubled. Come on, no trouble here. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. My God, help us. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You're going to have to learn how to stand in a season like this. I am telling you. And then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate on one another. Guys, please, hating on one another? Offended? Remember those words, hatred and offense. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. You see how many people are just drawing to themselves, by themselves, don't want to get involved with anything, just going to be by myself, hoping that I'm going to be okay. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So Jesus came with a message. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And I want you to understand how this works in the kingdom. Because the kingdom comes and is lodged in the heart of a man. Everybody believes something. But you are supposed to believe a message. Not everything. Not run with the crowd. Not taking what everybody else is taking in. You were supposed to have something different happening in you. Because everybody's got a belief system. But not every belief system is giving you the victory. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. So he came in with a brand new government. On his shoulders. And that's what he ushered into the earth. The message of the kingdom. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government. His government is increasing in the earth. And it's working through the heart and mind of his sons and daughters. And of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. He says the end comes with this message. But what continues is this message. The end of the craziness of the world you were living in, it's the end of it. End of poverty, depression, fear, anxiety, broke. When you get into the kingdom of God, you come into a brand new system. It's the end of that world, but it's the beginning of a world that has no end. Because of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it, 
So kingdom is a place of order. Establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. That's why when you're praying the Our Father, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for how long? Forever and ever. And it says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord. What is the zeal? It's the eagerness of desire to accomplish or obtain some object. This is the zeal of God operating in the earth. This is the zeal of God that God wants this message in the heart of every believer. This is the zeal of God that the Holy Spirit's work, His only mission is to make sure that the kingdom, He is the governor that is coming to rule over the affairs of the kingdom in the heart and mind of every believer. He's here to ensure that the kingdom is established in the earth. Oh, I feel the anointing. He's here to make sure that your home is preserved and protected. He's here to make sure that the kingdom is established in your heart and manifesting all around you. Come on. The kingdom does not only come in word, it comes with power. There must be a manifestation of the kingdom all around you because you are in the kingdom of God. Come on, child of God. I need someone to give a good shout and an amen. All your provisions are in the kingdom. All that you need of is in the kingdom of God. A passionate pursuit of anything. That's the zeal. God is not falling off his throne. There's no panic in heaven. He's still staying on focus with his, with his message. It's called this kingdom. God's zeal is that this message of the kingdom invades the hearts of all mankind. Please type that out. That's what God's working on. He's hoping that somebody today will make a good decision. To come after the kingdom. Because it's the only saving grace for this generation. you got no more safe place to run to, child. I don't care what they're promising you. There is no safe place. And there is no demilitarized zone. Like, I don't want to be left. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be with the kingdom. I'm not against the kingdom. I just want a safe place. There is no safe place. Both God and Satan knows that when this message is accepted, people are going to be set free. I speak that upon you today in the name of Jesus. This is God's zeal. This is, this is why Jesus came. He didn't come to take you to heaven. He paid a price for that, so heaven's open. He came to make sure that you can have dominion in the earth. Luke 4, 42. Look at Jesus. He's only focused on one thing. He's focused on getting his assignment done. And his assignment is to make sure that this government on his shoulders is released in the earth. And there's a price he had to pay for it by going to the cross. So the cross is not the end. It's a means to the end. It was all about the kingdom. Come on, child of God. Adam never lost religion. Adam lost a kingdom. The ability to rule over his circumstances. Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, come on, read with me. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Why? Because for this purpose, I've been sent. I don't know what you found out why Jesus came to the earth. And it seems like what's happening in this generation is that you've forgotten why. That you're actually saved. And that you got the Savior. And that He thought about you and your family. That you don't have to run to the world for protection. 
He says, this is my message. This is the reason why I was sent. This is the reason why I came into the earth. I carried this government upon my shoulders. So a generation in 2021 who's struggling with COVID and money and future, they can have this message of the kingdom. Come on, give a bigger shout and an amen in this church this morning. Purpose is original intent. That's why he came. Because the first Adam lost it. The last Adam came to back install it. And that's the kingdom you belong to. This message of the kingdom is, it says, this is why I was sent. I don't know what you think Jesus came here for. But this is the reason why he came. I don't know who told you what and what belief system you got about Jesus, a nice story, or just, you know, uh, 2,000 years ago. I am telling you why he came. And his government has not stopped increasing. Now, either you are part of that government or you're not. Because that government will never lie to you. This is why I was born. This is the message that gives you access to the unseen realm. This is the message that gives you peace that surpasses all understanding. This is the message that the devil, you can tell the devil to go to hell and back off. Somebody shout, back off, devil. Yeah, you need to know who you are. So the reason why he speaks to us in parables is because a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's like me going to Rome. And I come back and I tell you the story. I'm speaking about this nation and what I experienced for somebody who's never been there. And I say Rome is like. That's why parables, because he's trying to tell you what the kingdom is like. You've never seen a kingdom. You don't know how it operates. Or you might understand a kingdom of, of, you know, other kings that are across the globe and even, you know, the Zulu king and what his kingdom looks like. But according to Jesus, he says, my kingdom is nothing like that. That's why he speaks to you in parables. Why? So you can actually relate, say, look at this thing. That's what my kingdom is like. So he shows you something earthly so you can get spiritual understanding. That's what the kingdom is all about. Glory be to Jesus. And so when he sends them out, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7. And as you go, now I don't know, you know, the people that go by themselves, that's one thing. But when Jesus sends you, when he sends you, he says, as you go, that's apostolic, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Not preach your own brand, not preach your own message, not preach whatever you want to do, because God is not backing it. And as you go, preach that net bank is a really wonderful bank to work for. He never said that. You brag on your company and your degrees. He never said that. He said, when you go, say that I'm here to represent a kingdom. The reason why people are disqualified is because they're preaching their own brand. He does not back his, your thing. He says, I'm backing my kingdom. And the brand of the kingdom. There's a reason why it's not working for other people. You've got to take the message seriously. Because your whole life depends upon it. 
I had to walk away from a belief system of what I came out of. Pastors, he had to walk away from Islam. We had to walk away from me being a Methodist and my idea on my ideology and my belief system. I had to go and say, I need to let go of that and let it come to an end so I can pick up a kingdom message. You can't have both. You've got to make up your mind. Are you in your company for a kingdom purpose and assignment or are you trying to work for money? Because it makes you no different to the world. When you're on kingdom assignment, God is backing you. The kingdom is backing you. Angels are backing you. Jesus could do what he could do all the way to the cross and beyond because he was fulfilling a kingdom assignment. Do you see the difference? You must have this message. Oh, I'm going to prophesy. Okay, is that what you were sent to do? Now I am telling you it's part of it. But if, you're, if the end game is not the kingdom expansion, then you're in the wrong game. You are only here because of a kingdom assignment. And you, for that reason, you can't leave before your time. I'm going to preach to this side. For the, uh, you're not listening. I'm going to preach online. For this reason, you can't leave before your time. Why? Because you're on assignment. Are you hearing me? Jesus says, you can't take my life. When I'm ready, I'm going to lay it down. He says, I can call legions of angels. When they came from him, said, Peter says, I'll, I'll cut the ears off and pull out swords. He says, Peter, chill. He says, I've come for this reason. If I wanted to, I can summon legions of angels. 72,000 angels I can call one time to deliver me. I will only leave when I'm done. 33 and a half years, done. Kingdom installed. Now let them live out of this kingdom. And that was the purpose of the kingdom. I don't know what you're living for. And I don't know what you're involved in. And I don't know what you're getting involved in. But I'm telling you there's a message of the kingdom that must be preached. It's your only place of safety. And if you don't understand this message of the kingdom, the Bible says Satan comes immediately to take the message. He says, you heal the sick, you cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. It's kingdom. It's this kingdom. He says, don't even provide gold or silver or copper in your money belts. He says, don't go and walk around looking for money and saying, well, let's... Because he knows the distraction. He says, I'll, I'll add gold if you need to. I'll add silver if you need to. I'll add copper if you need to. But put the kingdom first. He says, don't even provide for where you're going. Let me get of that one. The purpose of mankind, like a fish, was made for the water. And the water was made for the fish. Like the tree was made for the soil, and the soil was made for the tree. Like the bird was made for the air, and the air was made for the bird. So a man was made for the kingdom, and the kingdom was made for a man. You lost the ability to control your circumstances. We lost the ability to say, not here, not now. You were supposed to live that way. That's the reason why when it never worked out this week, I'm like, God, there's something not right here. Where did my faith fail? Because according to my belief system and according to the kingdom of God and according to what you've given us, it should not be this way. Nobody should be anxious. According to your scriptures, there should be peace everywhere. 
We should be happy and saying, at the age of 99, okay, 99, out. You ready to go? Next Thursday, so it shall be. Bye-bye. No grief, no sorrow. See you on the other side. This is not God. Now, I know we're living in a fallen world and all that goes with it. I am just talking about your belief system. Don't let the world and what's happening in the world now shift your belief system. Strong in worship. You think that the enemy just wants to come in. I, I tell you what he's after. He's after this message of the kingdom inside of you. Because it's the only saving grace. And I'll give you scripture to back what I'm saying. The message of the kingdom flows through the heart of a man. And so the easy thing for Satan to do is to go and try and mess with the heart of a believer. Because with the heart, man believes. For us, according to Romans chapter 10, unto righteousness. But the truth is, it's a law for everybody across the globe. With your heart, you believe. You believe you're not going to make it until, until the age of 42? Okay. You believe you're always going to be broke? Okay. You believe you can never be, be an owner of a mine? Okay. You can't have your own company? Okay. You can't run a church? Okay. It's your belief. It overrides what the Word of God says. Because it's a law for everybody across the globe. People do what they do because they believe it. The lion's not the strongest, not the tallest, not the fastest, not the smartest. Yet he's called the king of the jungle. Why? Because he believes it. Your belief system is everything. You've got to guard your belief system. And as a leader, I'm finding myself having to guard myself against what I believe because there are people that I preach to and people that we've been walking with and said, yes and amen, 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 pastor. And I'm finding that they actually did not believe it. Now the Bible says you must be patient and I am. So Luke chapter 17 verse 20. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, come and read with me, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Verse 21. Nor will they say, there it is, or it's in that continent. For indeed the kingdom of God is where? I'm trying to make a point this morning. I'm repeating something because I want you to catch something this morning. So when you come into the kingdom of God, let me give you another parable quickly to understand. Because the more parables we teach, the greater understanding you're going to get. Matthew 13, 24. Watch this. It's critical to understand this. Matthew 13, 24. Another parable, earthly story, heavenly meaning. Earthly story, heavenly meaning. What happens spiritually? What's going on spiritually? What is, what is the enemy trying to do? So when he gives you a parable, it's for you to understand what is actually happening in a spiritual realm you can't see. Watch. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. So a man that owned this field, God himself, created heaven and earth, created a special place called Eden, and then he sowed good seed. The kingdom soil that he gave was good 
soil. He says, but while he sowed good seed in his field, he says, but while men slept, while people were hiding away because of COVID, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. That's all the devil has to do. You've received a kingdom that's unshakable. You received a kingdom that's uncursable. You received rich kingdom soil. And you are in the kingdom, and the kingdom is in you. And it's growing in the heart and mind of, the, of every believer. And the Bible says an enemy comes, you think that the world's your friend. He drops just a seed. Sows it into your heart. Takes a seed to Eve and say, did God say? Drops it into the heart. And she begins to battle a conversation between what God said and what Satan is now saying. That's what's happening in the globe, across the globe right now. Everybody's beginning to, people are, it's shaking people's faith to, to their core. Because people are dying, things are happening, and so now, I mean, if God is good, so why didn't it? If your fasting works, then why didn't it? What's he trying to do? Drop a seed into your heart so you can doubt God and his word, so your belief system is shaken, so that he can pull out your understanding about the kingdom, so eventually you hold on to the world and you've let them go of the kingdom of God. That's what he's after. That's what he's after. Your belief system better be settled because if you don't have your belief system right, your future is corrupt. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tears also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, I mean that's my question. Did you not sow good seed in your field? The kingdom is a good place. One amen. I said the kingdom is a good place with good soil. Where did he take you when you, when you got born again? He pulled you out of darkness. He translated you into the kingdom of light. He transplanted you into a different soil. He put you in a different place so that the soil that you have now begins to produce for you what religion couldn't do for you, what the world could not do for you. You're in a kingdom and the soil of the kingdom is everything that you need in there, the nutrients, whatever you need to live a life of victory, it's in there. And he takes you and he plants you in there because it's good soil. But the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? How come something else is growing up? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us to then to go and gather them up? Next verse. But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow until the harvest. And at the end of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. So he says, what you're experiencing, and I'm telling you to church, listen to this apostle. You're beginning to see what people really believe. It's, it's manifesting. You're having what I call mini harvests. The end of the age is what he's talking about because that's what's going to happen at the end of the age. He says, these are unbelievers. Pull them out, burn them, and let them go. 
They did not believe me. Because that's, what, what did they do? They believed the lie of the enemy. They believed the lie of the world. They believed the lie of what the enemy has, uh, what the world is promising. And so their education becomes their governing force, not the word of God anymore. They believing in education systems and what everybody else is saying except what God is saying. And in, you're in a season, and, and what it does is these, these tears or these, the seed that the enemy throws. Tell you what's wicked about it. Number one, of course, is the fact that you, you, you don't plant in another man's field. That's an enemy that does that. This is my land. You don't, you got no right to go and plant any tree here without my permission. Why? Because what I need to be planting, your, the roots of your tree is stealing from the water and the soil and the nutrients that should be supplied for my kingdom. So what does the enemy do when he brings you a different thought and an idea? Those ideas are drawing from the kingdom soil. And this is what's affecting people's belief systems. Because you've allowed in your environment all kinds of things to grow. All kinds of, oh, the world says that one, and, oh, and I must have money first, and I must run here, and, I, and, and you go around everywhere else, and you've ignored the fact that you're in a kingdom. And you're not watering the kingdom. And anytime you don't understand the kingdom, Satan comes and snatches that seed. So you think that you're in the same world. You're operating like the world in the church. Yet the kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. You, it's, it's completely different to the world system. It's got the money that you need. I am telling you, not, that's not because it's a good sermon I'm preaching. I've been through it. When God said to me, son, when we lost the building, and that seed came in, they said, what is that? He says, don't worry about the buildings. Take care of that seed. Now, what did that seed need? It needed a heart that believes. I had to go and make sure that I changed the name of the church, change our mission, understand kingdom, build apostolic centers. We're busy building businesses. We're changing the, how the communities operate. We've busy got training systems happening. All because it's built around a message. Why? Because it's the only saving grace for this generation. It's cost us everything from reputation to money to everything. Because the Bible calls us a pearl of great price. That when you find that pearl, the kingdom is like a, a merchant who goes and finds, is looking for pearls. When he finds this pearl of great price, he sells up everything and he buys that pearl. Because this becomes the treasure for your family and for your home, for your healing, for your finances, for your future. It's all locked up in a kingdom message. I don't know if you're hearing me this morning. You're sitting back like, you're like oh, you know, can we get done with the service? If you're sitting with that attitude, I know Satan's got you. Because he will irritate you in a moment like this. What's he doing? He wants the message. He's after the seed. Because in a year's time, you're still struggling to believe God. You are in a kingdom that's unshakable, uncursable, and unstoppable. So what he does is, he brings you into a kingdom and he brings the kingdom into you. The kingdom then becomes my production center for everything that I need. So the kingdom's in me. 
So you can't stop me from having my healing. You can't stop me from traveling. You can't stop me from building. You can't stop me from living a life of success. I'm paying attention to the kingdom that's in me. You can't stop the favor of God. I'm going with God. Come on, type in there. I'm going with God. Somebody type it in there. I'm going with God in the season. This is how we view people. A spiritual reality. You want to see this? Mark chapter 8 verse 22. Then he came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And led him out of town and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. This is kingdom. Because you're dealing with two dimensions. You're dealing with something in the natural and then you're dealing with something that is spiritual. And when you come into the kingdom of God, you get to see into another dimension. And this is how you view people from today. He looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. <laughs> That's the kingdom. That every time you look at somebody, you, can, you shall know them by their fruits. I can't tell whether you really believe what I'm telling you. I can't really tell whether you're really taking what I'm saying seriously. You're taking a lot of notes, but does that thing register inside of you? Do you really understand what I'm preaching? Because it's, it's okay as I'm saying it to you now. The point is that the day is coming that we'll be able to see men like trees. Because that's how the kingdom views people. What's the fruit in your life? When you tell that devil you can't touch my life, when you find a thousand falling at his side, ten thousand at his right hand. When you find the man breaking through in finances. Not hanging by someone else's tree and saying, wait, we'll wait until next season when you're producing fruit so we can eat of yours. No. We see men like trees walking. So if there's no fruit on your tree, why don't you sit down and ask for understanding? If you don't see any results, why don't you go and ask him privately and say, tell me why? Because I can tell you where the, the scriptures are clear about it. It's got to do with the heart of a man. That means there are things growing in the man's heart that's affecting his belief system. There are things in my heart that's affecting the way I trust God, man. God is dealing with me and says, son, there are things in your heart that's getting you to talk that way. My frustration with the world. And it's, I was just saying, I just need a holiday. I'm tired. Last night the Lord looked at me and says, that's not your, that's not your problem. You've allowed stuff to grow in your heart that shouldn't be there. There are things growing in your garden that's making you say, I'm just tired. Weariness and tiredness is not part of your inheritance. I mean, I'm up for five hours. From Friday night, I'm like, this is not right. Then I had to go and sit down and say, no, I'm taking authority over this thing. It gives his beloved sweet sleep. I took authority over this thing. I got to bed 9.30 last night. I woke up 6 o'clock this morning. It was sweet. Because in the kingdom, even your sleep is catered for. Everything you're looking for, 
is in this kingdom. There is nothing that God never saw that he, never, that he saw and never provided for. If, if it's not in the kingdom, please type this out. If it's not in the kingdom, you don't need it. God can build up your immune system. I'm telling you today. We see men from today. I'm watching people. And what's coming from that trees is the things that they believed. You shout hallelujah and amen in my presence. But we're finding this harvest of what people have believed and put their trust in. It's now manifesting. And it's sad. Let's go. I want to do, end up with the final one. The kingdom in you is a production system. It's a, it's a production center. And whatever you plant in it is going to grow. For every man. Hitler is Hitler. Not as a baby. He's in his mother's arms and sucking at the breasts. He's innocent. He grows into this kind of man. You grow in your unbelief. You grow in the way you do what you do. Because there's something inside of you as a man believes, as a man thinks in his heart. So easy. It's manifesting. It doesn't have, you know, when you allow things to grow in your heart like the tears. I mean, it creates a whole different kind of problem. Let me, let me share this with you. It will help them. We can end. Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. Then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Is that my right? Uh, no. What is this? Is that Matthew chapter 4? Give me Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. Apologies, I sent it to you as Luke. I'll, I'll keep on, you, you catch up, you find me. <laughs> no, find me. And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat on it on the sea. It's Mark chapter 4. Yes, it's Mark chapter 4. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God, the Holy Spirit's so amazing. Again, he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it by the, on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land. Then he taught them many things by how? What is a parable? It's an earthly story. He's trying to give you it is like in that spiritual space. And he said to them in his teaching, I mean, you're going to see the number of parables. You go through your Bible now, and you see how many parables he had to teach, because he was trying to show them the kingdom. Listen. Behold, a sower went out to sow. Speaking to them in terms of agricultural terms because he's dealing with the soil of a man's heart. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds of the air came and devoured it. The satanic stuff. Anytime, it's like there are four different kinds of soils right now. Anyway, across the globe, I'm preaching to four groups of people. This is how simple this kingdom message is. It's only four groups of people. They've got different soils of heart. Their heart is in a certain place. He says some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was, and it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. 
And some seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But the other seed fell on good ground. Say, that's me. And yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced. That means there must be increase, and there must be production center inside of you. It must spring up and show what you believe. There'll be evidence that I am in a kingdom and the kingdom is in me. When I am in the kingdom of God, there's evidence all around me. The world will come and taste and see that the Lord is good. I needed a bigger shout in an amen from this church this morning. There must be increase. You will not back down. There must be increase. There must be producing. There must be a 30-fold. There must be a 60-fold. There must be a 100-fold. There must be increase all around me. We will increase. I, I got a good shout in the name from this church. We are not backing down. He did not say what doesn't matter what's happening in the world. He says when you're in the, in the kingdom of God, there must be increase. Oh, but the world's economy, what's that got to do with the kingdom? He said to them, he has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, oh, I pray for your alone time. I pray that you would find alone time with Jesus. Disciples have alone time. Those around him with the 12 asked about the parable. <laughs> He's telling you it's what, what it's like. But he can give you the understanding of spiritual things. The world will say, ah, apostle, that was a nice message. Mm -hmm. I just know Satan's got it, not you. He said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, people that don't have an understanding, people that got no relationship with me, people that don't care about the kingdom, people that are so consumed with their education and their religious systems, people that are so consumed with their own brand and what they want to do and how they want to become. He says to these people, it is a mystery. This mystery that I've hidden is not from you, it's for you. It's been given to you, to you to know. The mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, they're in another system. They're not born again. They're still in the world. All things come in parables. Oh, that was a nice story from the apostle, eh? Parables are for babies, man. You got to explain stuff to them. So that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, Huh? Not understanding anything about kingdom stuff. Spiritual things. Not asking God. Lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, please read with me. I please want you to understand this one. Before we go home. Do you not understand this? Everybody say this one. Say it louder. Say this one. Say this one. Say it one more time. Say this one. He says, if you don't get this one, all the other parables are not going to make sense to you. He says, how then will you understand all parables? He says, it, your whole kingdom and entering into the kingdom is hinging upon this one parable. When you get this one right, all of your life begins to flourish and you come into your destiny. This is the message that God called me on when I would fast and pray. Sister, you've been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. He says, this is your message for, your, for your, the call of God upon your life.
The sower sows the word. So who's the sower? I'm the sower. What am I doing? I'm preaching the word. I'm sowing it now. Hearts across the globe, everybody I'm speaking to, anybody who hears this message, I am the sower and I'm sowing the word. He says that there are ones and these are the ones by the wayside. Here's the first kind of soil. Your heart. Your heart is affecting whether you believe me or not. You can take the word and say, hey, this is junk. Your heart can be hardened. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately. Not a demon. Satan. Why? He's concerned that this thing doesn't take root in your heart. So he makes you sleepy. And he makes you not to take any notes. And you got no pen. Because a blunt pencil is better than a sharp memory. You need to start to write. We invested millions in this message over the last decade. Millions, not buildings. Millions in this message. We traveled the globe. People think, oh, that's a nice selfie. We went for a message. When they hear, Satan comes immediately, immediately, immediately. Not tomorrow, immediately. Because if that thing takes root in your heart, he's in trouble. And takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. Here's the second kind. Who when they hear the word, they sit in the church. Immediately they receive it with gladness. How does it go? What does it look like? Amen, pastor. Ish, what a word. Woo! The pastor was on fire. Gladness. Next verse. And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a little time. So by tomorrow morning when the devil puts pressure on you, you shouted in church on Sunday, tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. Immediately they stumble. So first one, you've got a group that don't understand a thing. Hard. This one's got no depth of soil. Because the moment pressure comes, they forget they're in the kingdom. And that the kingdom catered for your pressure. And so tribulation's coming. People are under pressure, but they're forgetting they're in a kingdom. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. Here's the third one. They're the ones who hear the word. Come on. And the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches and the desire, desires for other things, they enter in and they choke your harvest. They choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So you've allowed cares in, you've got no understanding, you come under tribulation and under pressure and you let go of that word and now you're saying, oh, God's word doesn't work. Oh, let's blame God for our failures. Oh, let's blame everybody else. Oh, the preacher and the... No, no, it's in your heart, honey. It's the thing that you've allowed the cares to come in. And that thought and what... That, that's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, it says don't take any thought for tomorrow. Because it's cares. Did he not say cast your cares upon me because I care for you? What the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep you busy. What is, what is busyness? When you increase your busyness, listen to me today. 
when you increase your busyness, you increase your cares. Because you've got another thing to worry about. That's why people in my environment that bring me trouble, I've got to pull you out. Because you're bringing cares instead of taking your cares to the Lord. Instead of you taking care of the soil and saying, let's keep this kingdom place clean. Let's all be productive. That's my vision. That's what I see. These are the ones sown on good grounds. One more time, shout, that's me. Those who hear the word, number one. Number two is they accept it. There are people sitting around here, you're hearing the word, but you say, I'm not going to accept it. But people with good soil will come after this kingdom word because you're hearing the word and you're saying, there's something in that word for me. I need to accept it. Just because you're hearing it doesn't mean you accept it. And it's going to show what you believe. Eventually it's going to come. You don't say, oh, how did you get pregnant? No, you had sex. It must show. Just say. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Why? Because we see men like trees. We look in your life, and we find out whether you're in kingdom soil, whether you understand it, whether you are uh, producing from it. Some bear 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. It's good soil. They, they've heard it, they've accepted it, and they bear fruit. Because your fruit, your, your belief system is going to show you what you believe. It's coming out. You are in a, in a season of real deception. And what, what you believe is being shaken. I had to go before the Lord and say, I still believe that you are a healer. When I go through troubled times, I say, you, still, you are still the one, the way you made me, and, and, and my liberty and my freedom in you, I'm still going to trust in you with all of my heart. You can't, say, you can't sing that song, you know, on the tablet of my heart. Right? Then, on. And then you allow cares and no understanding. And when pressure comes, you jump out of the kingdom and you don't trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I had to go back and say, Father, there are things growing in my heart that I'm offended with certain people. There are people that I was there for them, man, and they weren't there for me, man. I fasted and prayed for people. I invested in them. And in my struggle, they wouldn't be there to me and even apologize or come and be my support. And it's, it's easy to get offended and walk with unforgiveness and think about the fear and I never violated you, man. I kept my vows with you, man. I was there for you. You turn around and treat me and my family this way. You understand what that does to a man? And what's the issue here, Pastor Max? You've allowed stuff to grow in your heart with what people are doing for you, doing to you. And the Lord said to me, you need to forgive and let go because you are concerned about the tree of life called the kingdom of God in you. And anytime you allow unforgiveness, fear, offense, bitterness, 
what people have said and done to you and your family, when you allow that to grow in your heart, it affects the fruit on your tree. Because the enemy wants to draw from the soil of the kingdom and say, let me stay right here. Child of God, I need the worship team up. What's going on in your heart? For with the heart, man believes. Your belief system is everything. More than the oxygen that you breathe. More than your vaccination. Your belief system is everything. And the enemy, let me tell you, he has to just inject a bit of unbelief in that more than a vaccination, just to inject a bit of unbelief inside of you. That's what he did with Eve. And it corrupts the whole tree. You're going to have to fight for your belief system. You're going to have to hold on to what God said. For he who endures to the end will be saved. For with the heart, man believes. You need to forgive. You need to let go. You need to go back to what the Word of God says. It's your only saving grace for the future. Don't you ever believe the lie that you're going to find help outside in the world. There are companies that are there today that will not be here this next week. Systems that you trusted and believed in that will not be there for you anymore. I question everything the world puts at me because there are no free lunches when it comes to the world. The Bible says that you may know the things that are freely given to you. It's only in the kingdom, child. There is no place in the world. And what you want to do is guard your heart. Let me end with the scripture. Proverbs 4.20 My son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Verse 21. No. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Stop watching the news, man. Stop drinking that Kool-Aid. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the forces of life. Your offense, your unbelief, your anger, your unforgiveness, your bitterness, your hatred. Your love that's growing cold. It's all coming from a heart. That's disconnected from God that you've allowed to grow in your heart. And God is dealing with that. It's time to do a spring clean of the heart of the man. Your belief system comes from there. And I am telling you today, if you don't deal with it today, your season's coming where that thing is going to 
show exactly what you believe. That it will set you far from God. I've watched up growing people's hearts that were kind and gentle and sweet people that became bitter and angry and hateful and hurtful and post stuff and say stuff to people that it was that was not what was in your heart when you started off with the kingdom. You were giving, you were generous, you were kind, and you've allowed the world and its problems, the cares of this world, you've allowed it to take root in your heart, and it's affecting your kingdom production center. Too many weeds. Somebody typed that out there, say too many weeds. You've got to pull it out and let it go. Offended, angry, hurt. It's affecting your production center. You can't afford it. Why? Because your healing comes from that production center. So if any time the enemy throws a, a sickness or a thought or, or anything that you go through, your production center will say, not here. Not now. I have enough faith for this. You can't afford to have weeds in your garden. You can't afford for, afford for the enemy to drop a kind of thing in you and say, well, did God really say healing is for you or not? You can't afford that. You, can't, you cannot afford that. You open up your life to that injection and the way you're going to, and please, I'm not talking about vaccination. I'm talking about the injection of unbelief. And you allow that to be the controlling factor. The Lord said, pray for mercy upon this generation. Father, forgive them. Please stand this morning. For they know not what they do. Father, I pray this morning that you'd help us. Have mercy upon us. The things that we've allowed in our hearts and in our minds to grow. The things that are not of you. We can see on our trees, we should have been so much further down the road. We've entered into battles we should never have been fighting because we've allowed these weeds to contend and be in competition with the kingdom. We ask that you cleanse us this morning. I'm asking for an uprooting and a spring clean and a garden, a fork in our hands in this week, a garden fork to remove and uproot everything that is perverse and ungodly, unrighteous and unholy, everything has deception. I'm asking, Father, our belief systems, our belief systems help us this morning. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Confession is made from the mouth of a man. We want the strength of your kingdom and this message to be upon us. I'm asking in the name of Jesus, uproot every lie and every deception. Let there be repentance wherever we go. Let the sons and daughters turn their hearts toward you. Let every hand be lifted up. Let every heart be lifted up to you. And say, Lord, whatever you want me to repent of, judgmental and critical spirits has been growing in my heart. I've judged people. I've judged them. Come on. I'm offended with that person. Come on, let it go this morning. I've been walking in unforgiveness towards that person. I've been critical. I've been pointing a finger at someone else. Anytime you do that, it's a seed that's dropped in your own heart that's affecting your belief system. 
God is calling you this morning to pull that thing out by His grace. Say, Father, I need help this morning. And I'll be quick to repent. I'm not here to pretend. This is not a religious setting. In the kingdom of God, you can't pretend because it's going to show. It's going to show. Why is there no breakthrough? God will tell you. Ask Him privately. It shows. Father, help us again this morning. In our giving, in our loving, in our serving you. That our lives, we will get out of this place of pretense. But we become the sons and daughters that will become fruitful for your kingdom and for your glory. Father, the cares in this world, we cast every care upon you. Can you pray this morning? Can you ask the Lord as you just cast every care in his presence? Cast the cares of finances, your name, your reputation, your future, your tomorrow, with your job. All of those things. Can you cast all of these cares upon the Lord so that you can hold on to a kingdom message? Don't be concerned about anything. Do not worry what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink, where you're going to sleep, where you're going to holiday. He says, just put the kingdom first. And there'll be no place for things of worry to grow on the inside of you. Your children, your grandchildren. Can you cast those cares upon the Lord this morning? Because He cares for you. You are in a kingdom that has got no cares. We have no cares. We cast our cares upon the Lord. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will garrison your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. It is a new day. Father, we just thank you this morning for your kingdom. Your kingdom come and your will be done. As your sons and daughters sow their seed and tithe and give offerings, it's a sign of trust that we are trusting in a different system called the kingdom of God. We're not looking after ourselves. We have a God who cares for us. We're not looking to ourselves to provide. We're looking to you as the author, the developer, and the finisher of our faith. It's you who's begun this good work inside of us. You will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I come against every fear, every bit of worry, every critical and damning spirit, every form of condemnation. Let it be uprooted from my environment, but let the kingdom flourish all around me. Let there be fruit on my tree for the world to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. I bless you and I bless your people today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, I want somebody to praise the Lord this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ, He is your Lord and your Savior. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the things of the kingdom. I decree and declare that you will come into a new season of repentance, a new season of trusting, relying and depending upon God. Your heart not be, be free from trouble. Your heart be free from concern. Your heart be free from offense. Your heart be free from worry. Your heart be free from a critical spirit. Your heart be free from every care of this world. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. You are preserved and you are protected. This is the day that the Lord has made. You are in a kingdom that is unshakable, unstoppable, and uncursable. God is moving with His people. The zeal of the Lord is performing it. God is moving in the nations. God is raising up His church. God is raising up sons and daughters that will take Him at His word. I believe in the God of, of the universe. Come on, somebody. I believe 
believe that he's Yahweh. I believe that he is Jehovah Rapha. I believe he's Je Jehovah Shalom. I believe he's my righteousness. I believe he can protect me. He is the Most High God. Oh, and he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall come with his feathers and his wings you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. A thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand at my right hand. It shall not come near you. Write that on the tablet of your heart. Write that on the tablet of your heart. Write that on the tablet of your heart. Write it on the tablet of your heart. No weapon, no weapon formed against God's people shall prosper. Write it on the tablet of your heart. This is my season of increase. This is my season of production. This is my season of blessing. Write it on the tablet of your heart. We bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Thank you for your giving. We pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go. Your goodness is running after, is running after me. Say, your goodness is running after, is running after. With my life, with my life laying down, I surrender now. I give you everything, your goodness. It's running out, it's running out. Sing it again, your goodness. Your goodness is running out, it's running out to me. Your goodness, your goodness is running out, it's running out with my life. Down. I surrender now, I give you everything.